Welcome all of you risk takers and the truth seekers to the podcast Live the Battlefield with Mario. And today I have exclusive guest from the other side of the planet. It's at 10 a.m. in place of my guest. Her name is Angela Santi. But Angela Santi, she's not ordinary entrepreneur. She's a disciplined rebel. Now, I spoke with Angela about this, what that means, but... I'm going to welcome Angela. Well, Angela, thank you so much for finding time to be with us and our viewers, the listeners, and for all of our people who are watching now, who is the disciplined rebel Angela Santi from Bologna, Italy. Buongiorno. I know. Buonasera <laughs> to you. Buongiorno to me. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, Angela. Thank you. Yes. That <laughs> is early in the morning. Thank you very much, Mario, for inviting me. Hi, yes. everyone. I am super excited to be here. And I will dive deep <laughs> into your... Please, Discipline Rebel, we want to know what that it is and why calling yourself a rebel. So the Discipline Rebel is a paradox, and it's the name that uh, the, the um, managing director of one of my businesses used to call, family businesses used to call me, because <laughs> I'm very disciplined in a way, very focused, very committed, very, um, I, I lead with integrity, which is to me very important, but... On the other side, I'm unpredictable. If there is something that I don't like, I just don't embrace it. I go only with my own rules and I don't care to be politically correct to not I mean, I'm always very polite, but if I if I don't agree with you, so I'm disciplined, but yes. if I don't agree, I tell you. And I like to say that if I were a movie, I would be a mixture between Breakfast at Tiffany and Easy Rider. And, you know, this paradox for me at the beginning when I was younger, it was so difficult for me to embrace the paradox because, you know, like I was, ah, oh, this is my identity and da da da. Mm. But then I discovered that this is only my behavior and actually embracing, well, life is paradoxical first off. It is, it is, yes. It is. So uh, it's not, you know, like black and white. So let's embrace the black, the white and all the gray shades in between. Yes. And embracing paradoxes gives you many more chances to be at ease in every situation because mm. I can, you know, like be sipping a glass of champagne with, you know, all the people at the golf club and then be in... I don't know, a warehouse working yes. with all the workers, and I am at ease with them as well. So, very fascinating, Angela. Like, you know, it is uh, people love to be uh, to the point. When I have the podcast with somebody, I'm just inviting everybody, uh, please check the comments below. I'm going to put uh, the details of Angela Santi, how you can contact her, and um, how you can see what she does. Not everybody, what I try to say, everybody who I'm talking to, everybody has a self-speech, self you know. I'm the greatest, I'm this, doing this and doing this. But this is the very first time that I have the guest. And my guest, clearly she stated, I am disciplined rebel. Now, would you agree, Angela? I heard recently from somebody else, no, that's not my statement, that people 
when you ask them, what do you choose, freedom or security? Majority people will choose the freedom, but they will uh, they will say they want to freedom, but they will choose security, which is job nine to five. Yet you are rebellious. Do you agree that people will always choose um, security over the freedom? That's mean that they will not be rebellious and say like, okay, I'm going to leave the job now. I'm going to talk to Angela. I'm going to create my, my little empire. This is a very interesting question. I would have said they choose security before the pandemic. Now, depending yes. where they are, they are choosing more and more choosing freedom. And by the way, the great resignation and even the quiet quitting, which I love because it's the Italian way of working, <laughs> doing your job, but not exaggerating, not yeah. giving you know away your life, etc. So what I'm seeing now, which is really interesting, is that people are reevaluating their values, their life, the importance of their family, their connection and everything. Yes. And they are living toxic environment. And I'm mm. all about supporting them because, you know, um, I was an entrepreneur and I worked in my family business, as I said. Um, you have to create the best environment possible for your teams, your people to thrive. Yes. As human beings and as professionals in your team or whatever they are. So that is that is a good one. My guest Angela, she stated something to me in our conversation prior to this podcast. Um, that Angela said this I was living easy life. I was pampered in my life. And then she decided to be rebellious and start doing some stoicism, as Julius Caesar said. So Angela it is very difficult to me to understand that you will challenge the life and in a way that you will choose something different from being born into easy life and being pampered. Do you mind to share with our audience what 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 did you done and what makes you to choose that part? You know, you said you um, I was born in easy life and I was being pampered, and then I decided to go and challenge the life of myself. Do you mind to share with us? Because this was a very interesting lesson for me, and it was also um, an investment in a way, but I didn't know it, you know, because you um, you understand your past, why you did some things in the future, of course, when you look back. Yes. So I come from a family, I was very lucky to be born in a family of multi-generation entrepreneurs. And at the time, I'm talking about the 70s and 80s, my family um, owned one of the top 10 um, companies in the distribution, luxury car and premium car, supercars distributions with 600 employees, which for Italy is a big business. Yes. So not for America, yeah. for instance, but for Italy, it's huge. So we were selling the Ferrari, the Maserati, the Mercedes, and all of that. And it was a fantastic world. I was in charge of, I was thrown into my business, by the way, and I was in charge of HR and organizational development. I created my role and everything, etc. Um, 
the thing was that my family, everything I asked to my family, they would give it to me. So I, um, I was a passionate, you know, like of traveling, getting people, etc. So I started traveling when I was 11. And one of my passion, by the way, was English to learn English and to learn everything about English. Well, I am, I have a university degree in English and American literature and linguistics. I'm very proud of. Well done. So, hmm? reading all those, you know, those fantastic novels and things. So I wanted to know everything, you know, and I, what I started doing was to really develop this rebellious uh, personality inside myself and I wanted to discover the world. We're talking about the mid-70s where when the average Italian girl, teenager, would not go anywhere and I was going to England, going here and then etc. So at the beginning all those trips were super comfort. Yes. Uh, then I started to travel the world by myself with my backpack and the first thing the first time that I did it it wasn't by choice it was because at the time I was studying English at Berkeley University and I met uh, another girl an Italian girl who asked me to uh, go on a trip after the course you know when we finish the course before going back to Italy that let's travel the US together so well, my mom organized everything. My family organized everything <laughs> from Italy. They would send me. At yes. the time, we had the traveler checks. We had no, no cell phones, nothing. So I didn't have a credit card, nothing. So uh, when I was in Berkeley, I was spending everything. Oh, this, uh, this record, this thing, this movie, this book, da 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 da. And I sent everything to Italy. Long story short, I was very short on money. Yes. And my family sent me some traveler's checks in New York, <laughs> which was the, the, the last, you know, the, the arrival of our yeah. trip. So the day before, uh, the night before leaving, this girl came to me and said, oh, you know what? I fell in love with this guy and I'm not coming with you. And I said, oh, what do you mean? Oh, no, I'm not coming. So it was like, ah. What am I going to do now? And I was, at the time I was 16, 17, I don't, I don't remember, yeah. well, it's not important. So I said, you know what? I don't care. I will go by myself. And I, this was my first solo trip and I enjoyed it so much because I love to meet people in Italian. We say, mm. parlare con i sassi. I speak or talk with the, with the stones, with the rocks, you know. So <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was connecting with everybody, super fun. And then I arrived in New York and I was like, yes. And my family knew nothing. So it was so much fun. And of course, the trip wasn't easy because I had no money. So I have to. Then I decided to go on another trip the following summer in Indonesia with a backpack no cell phone, no nothing. My family had no idea where I was for two and a half months. I was just traveling, you know, with a, with a You are truly, you are so trusty. You are truly rebel. You know, two and a half months in those days. And I remember those days because we are very close to age. You know, there was no mobile phone. There was no Facebook. There is no, I can call somebody. Did you, did you worry about your parents will, will worry about you? But, <laughs> but, 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 so the, I, what I did, 
opposite to all my friends that were, you know, like phoning their parents all the time. At the, and at that time, we had the collect calls. So you would yeah. call. Uh, okay, do you, do you accept the call? Yes. Yeah, do accept the call. The phone, so, they're charging them, yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, I used to call them once a week. So mm -hmm. when I left for Indonesia, the first... Um, I first landed in uh, what was in Singapore, and I called oh, my parents okay. from from a hotel. When I when I arrived in Indonesia, there were no hotels, nothing where I could call from, and I went to a post office, no phone, and I sent them a telegram, which never arrived. So, oh my god, I didn't know that, and I was kind of okay. Yeah, I will call them, and I said, okay, I'm not sure that I can call you very often, and I thought that I have told them you know that and i called them again after one month so they were really worried because they had no idea what happened to me but you know i was all okay well you know that's i'm pretty sure that i need to apologize to generations after um you know i was born but people don't understand what in those days and i was in those days as well if you miss it from your home for the day or two days, particularly Telegram, I remember as a kid, uh, my parents received very few Telegrams. They all, tele all Telegrams were the same, that somebody passed away in the family. So when Telegram comes on the door, everybody's like, oh, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, that all police. You know, and, you know, of course, they will belt you after, well, at least me one. So, Angela, you have the quite interesting, you know, the, the, the you know, background and, and the history of your life. And, you know, you, you're going to challenge the life. And then you decided to one day, you know, on January 20, 2010, you start the Dolce Vita Leadership and Lifestyle Designer. Now, I'm very curious, you know, I can play with the word leadership, but lifestyle designer. So, Angela, what is what it means, what it takes to be lifestyle designer and a leadership uh, designer? So, I, it takes a lot of experience. Okay. And a lot. <laughs> A lot of experience of real life experience. So what I decided to do, and I go back a little bit to yes. say that after I, I started, because it wasn't a choice, it was a challenge that I embraced because my okay. family business collapsed uh, after okay. the crisis, the 2008 crisis, automotive and, you know, like everything, the worst crisis. So I was kicked off my business and you know the choice was do i want to be a victim or do i want to start something over or you become the victim yeah i never the victim i don't like the victim you know like vibes etc i don't care and victim is being a victim i'm sorry is a choice okay can you can you can you just let's go stuck with this one victim what do you what is your definition of the being victim? A victim is a person who is completely disempowered and thinks and believes not thinks, believe that they are in a certain situation because something happened and they cannot do anything about it, so they have to stay in that situation forever. So of course. It took me some time to understand what was happening and uh, because it was very quick. It was in nine yeah. months and we tried to save the business, etc. Yeah. And then I said, I am starting over and I'm starting over at my terms. So I created my own business, which was 
a real challenge for many reasons. And so the Dolce Vita is something that I have rebranded uh, recently. Yes. Because I want to convey my... Um, how do you say, my, my vision of the world, which is that we all, life can be sweet, and it means, it doesn't mean being living La Dolce Vita in, like in Rome with a fairy tale. Well, it means also yes. that. Yeah. It means also that because Italians are a lot about, you know, restaurants and meeting people and having fun and yes. pleasures, etc. But it's living a life of alignment being in the flow, whatever you do, it means prioritizing yourself, prioritizing what's important and never, ever, ever give up your life for something else that you don't believe for. For instance, for like a job or, you know, which is, you know, like too much demanding, etc. So this idea of the lifestyle, I say I want to redesign my life and my life is at my own terms where I am my priorities and my well-being, my happiness, my fulfillment are a priority because they are the, um, the fuel of everything else. So what I empower my client to do is to really get back step back from what they are doing and especially if they are business owners or executives they have to step back from the go go mode the busy busy mode from the mm. work work yes, work yes. because this is the place where they understand more about what they are about what they are going where and when they say, you know, like they want everybody to think out of the box, but if they are inside the box of their office and keep yes. people 10 hours a day inside that box and never go on holiday, this is yeah. not possible. So this is the lifestyle part. So you have to have in place routines and habits and everything that can sustain you in your uh, journey wherever you want to go. Yeah. And leadership, first of all, is about self-leadership. So deciding where you want to go and setting yourself to go there, which means a lot uh, dealing with your inner team and doing the inner work, which is the main obstacle that you have. And then you can lead other people. So if you, in order to be a good leader, you have to be healthy, you know, with in all areas of your life. Otherwise, if there are like toxic things or unresolved things, they will come out in your, in your. You just said something very interesting. And I just want to uh, reiterate this question. To be great leader you need to be healthy in all aspects of your life can you just extend on that one what do you mean by that being healthy in all aspects of the life uh first of all it means really cultivating habits that ensure that you are healthy as a as a person in your a, body and in yeah, your yeah. mind and in your spirit yes okay 
So well-being, I will say well-being. Then, and you do things that light you up. So you have to, you know, like organize yourself in a way that you have the time to do that. And in order to do that, of course, you have to delegate and do all the things which entails, you know, trust and all the other things in your business. When you are in that place, you can lead by integrity because you can walk the talk. Okay. And then... Interesting, yes. And then you can bring this healthy well-being status, I would call, in your organization. And then you can also understand your people that are asking for working well, better working environment, more human working environment. And I'm all about the Renaissance, all about humanity, all about connecting, you know, because the Italians Yes, yes, are... yes. Okay. So um, from there, you understand that also other people need it and you want to bring it into your into your uh, working environment if you have unresolved issues or if you work or work 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 are always hustling yourself and burning the candle on both edges maybe because you lack something in your life this is not the place to solve it there is another place to solve those things or uh yeah, I mean, you you live La Dolce Vita and then you bring La Dolce You know, like, there's, there's so much, you know, so disrupting you, Angela, but, you know, there's so much energy inside of you and I, I don't believe that people who uh, put a title in front of their name, I'm the leader and all of this, that they're actually they're matching their capabilities, as you said, because to be a great leader, you need to lead people by your example and integrity. And if you're not healthy, in any aspect, physical, mental, or you know, doesn't matter what way we look at that 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 leadership, uh, you cannot be a great leader. You know, that's 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 the fact. And I'm glad that you shared this with us. Uh, my next question it's in relation to this leadership. What do you see when we speak about integrity in leadership? Let's just say twenty years ago, thirty years ago, and today. If that's a discipline, you think it's a, a accountability, responsibility, or people easily take a job where they need to lead somebody and uh, they don't have that discipline to lead people. I think that they, yeah, maybe they don't have the discipline. First off, they don't have the right uh, role model. And this is something where that I lived in my experience because when I was thrown into my family business in that role, and I was also, by the way, a yeah. member, one of the members of the board of directors. And I told you before that I am, I come from a humanistic background. So I had no idea on how to lead, what this business world was, etc. In the, it, it was the 80s. So in the 80s, role models, managers' role models or leaders' role models were those very tough masculine models, especially for women, okay? Women leaders were men. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it was a very, and, and this were, and I, and my role models were men or these very tough women. So yes. I, I, I had no idea how to develop my style and I was just mimicking them, which was super, super, super 
fatigating and energy draining because this does not belong to me. And I understood it on the way. So now I think that bad leaders are just mimicking the leaders that are coming before them. And when you go to business schools, they don't teach you that part. And I think that that's part you cannot you cannot learn in any business school. No, yeah, that's 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 correct. You said this very well. I, I truly believe that what what you said, and as I say, always in in conversation with everybody. I particularly, I'm very I'm very uh, grateful and very honored that I can talk to you. Particularly, the the your expertise, it's a little bit different in many ways from Australian where we where I live. And leadership here has been taken and been, uh, I will say the word leader has been prostituted, you know, because everybody calls themselves leader. And I don't believe this, you know, I was in the military and, you know, I had a command post and, you know, I led sizable number of the soldiers and I didn't consider myself leader, but that was my job. That was my, my that was my duty. And today you're saying something very interesting that today leaders mimicking old leaders and, uh, that's tiring and it's fatiguing and you know this is not a good thing so how do you help to someone redesign their life and become better leader did they come to you and you say like sit here and uh, don't move i'm gonna show you now it's like like in school right <laughs> in old days when i was going to school when the teacher said sit here and you know he could he or she could slap you and you couldn't say nothing because uh, you know that was normal in school so how do you how do you help the people how they you know when they come to you with a problem and what's the major problem people come to you to you to you try to correct for them they are generally in a position where they are working very much they are successful they are the a type you know all those people always on the go and uh they are ready to change something but they don't know what has to change because oh, okay the way they're behaving is not taking them anywhere or to the in the right direction in their life and also in their business because we know that the two sides of the same coin impact on each yes, other so yes. when i work with my leaders they come generally from a business problem or a, a work problem or a leadership well yeah a leadership problem there is something that is not working in their business or uh, in their working environment and I take into consideration I deal with both sides with the life and the business and okay. I generally teach them to be uh, so the outcome is that they become committed yet light-hearted and they really change their approach to things because one of the things that Italians are master of, we know it's the good life, you know, yes. it's a, and, and it's not only a behavior, it's not only, you know, like to drink good wines or, you know, being able to choose this and this, it's also, which a taste on style you can develop, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's in our DNA, but it's also a competence. The most important competence that you have to learn is to start to approach things in a serious way, but not in a hard way. And to let go of control. There is something, you know, sometimes we say, okay, let's say our government is crazy. You were talking about leaders before. So the leaders of 20 years ago, the government leaders of 20 years ago, at least they were leading from integrity. You know, you know, there was a right wing, a left wing, probably a central yeah, yeah. party or something. Now it's everything is mixed. 
these people have no integrity, they have no, they would not be entitled if they, you know, had to have pass an exam for leading a nation, <laughs> they would not pass the exam. So what do people do? We are so used to being in an insert uncertainty, you know, out of control, etc. But you live well. You don't, you know, beat yourself all the time, etc. So this is one of the most important outcomes. And when they learn it, they learn this lifestyle, you know, where they prioritize pleasure because they understand that uh, pleasure is a very important uh, ingredient for success, for business yeah. success. Then they can bring it into their uh, organizations, and I can help them to. Our, our guest Angela, she's a hundred hundred percent committed to her client goals and needs. She supports them with integrity and excellent professional expertise. And I truly believe that integrity is a most important component in any aspect of the life. Not just not just a business, it's a private life. If your father, wife, whatever it is, you know, there, there must be integrity for what, as you say, you you walk the talk. And majority of people actually I think they're falling behind with that with that thing. And I'm glad that you clarified this one. What do you think about you know work hard, play hard statement? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my this is one of my <laughs> mantras is yes. be super focused wherever you are doing. I tell you what I do. I never, for instance, I when I wake up, I have my routine and it's my play routine yes. with my yoga, with my exercise, with my well-being, etc. Never, ever, ever. Well, today, yes, but generally I never sit at my desk before 10 a.m. Okay, because because before and it's a discipline. Before it's my time. I don't um, I don't answer to phone calls, and this is a, my play hard. And then it's when I finish, my computer, my telephone are shut. Okay, work hard is be focused in what you are doing. Don't lose. Don't waste time so that you shrink your time at work. And yes. when you play hard, you are with your friends, your family, your significant other. Mm -hmm. Don't look at your phone. Leave your phone out there. Throw it out there. I mean, be like like the children, you know, when they're playing, they're in the flow. They are there. They're not thinking about, you know, yes. my mom is yeah. going to call me, etc. So this is the concept. That's a very interesting. I truly believe that people should contact you. Um, because, you know, we live in, in a very fast-paced society and the things have slowed down, you know, during the COVID. And, you know, as I say, like I remember in Australia when the, 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 when the COVID started, I saw everybody was walking in the park, exercising. Now, as a, as a time progressing, I've seen people less in the gym. Like gym, it's almost empty. My gym is almost empty. But the parks as well. And I think that people go into that... Uh, convenient mode, you know, sitting from sitting at home, eating at home, uh, watching TV at home, or working from home, and there is no anymore the the, the boundaries, right, between the, what I'm working for work, uh, what I need to do for my family, I need to do for myself, and that's that line has been blurred, and I'm inviting everybody uh, who is watching uh, this video, this interview with Angela Santi, feel free go down in the comment section. I there's a, a contact details for the Angela, certain she can help you. Do you find your, your 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 integrity to find what do you need to change? And, and there is an uncertainty in everybody's life, Angela said. 
We don't know what we want to change before we talk to somebody who is listening to us. And Angela is committed 100% to help all of us. So Angela, um, I really wish you a beautiful day. Thank you for being my guest today. I'm very aware that you are today with me before 10 o'clock. And I apologize. That's the reason why when you sent me that. And I'm very privileged one that you are you spent with me last 40 minutes in, 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 in conversation. And uh, I'm inviting all of our listeners and viewers. Uh, feel free to contact Angela Santi. She's a disciplined rebel from Bologna. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ma Mario. It was my, uh, my honor to be with you. A gift. A, a, thank a you, great Angela. way to set my day. Thank you very much. No, everyone. no, thank you, Angela. So, so guys, feel free to drop the down below comment section. Angela Santi from Bologna. You want to listen to her story and you want to contact her. Sometimes it's need for us to step outside of the, our comfort zone. When I say comfort zone, that means if you're in Australia, maybe you should take the advice from the Angela in Italy, and you'll be glad you did it. Angela, thank you very much for being my guest today. Thank you, Mario. Ciao. Bye, everyone. Bye. bye.